and it was played live in the stadium, baby. Live and in person in Death Valley. Hey, Cole. We're back from Auburn where? Wasn't. Baton Rouge. Or as they say it up in these hill hilltop parts, Baton Rogue. Kills me on the inside every single time you do it. I love it. It was flat as could be out there, but we had great weather, great time, great food. It was a blast down in Baton Rouge. We love to see it. Um, we will definitely be... Colin Baton Rouge. <laughs> we had a great time on a Louisiana Saturday night. Applause. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Applause. Applause. We had a great we had a great time on a Louisiana Saturday night. Um, no, for real. Saturday night in Death Valley was probably a life changing experience for me. That was incredible. One of the best atmospheres. No disrespect to Milan Puscar whatsoever. That was its own separate entity. But um, I'm so glad that we were all able to experience um, an LSU home game. That was amazing. Um, you know what also was a life change, a life altering experience? Hmm. Getting a rental car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salty. Yeah, salty. Yes, salty. salty, very salty. salty from the booth. Very, very salty. Uh, shout out JTC, by the way. Yes, JTC. JTC. Uh, oh, applause, applause, applause. He braved the trip with us. Uh, had a great time down in Baton Rouge. Uh, and yeah, yeah, it, it was, was it was a fun time. It was a fun time. We had a great time. Great four to five days down in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for that, I'm Owen Spenick. My name's Cole Connor, and you're listening to the Panther Pod. We're back, baby. Okay, so we're gonna run through a. Rapid fire, quick recap, Cole. I'm gonna we're gonna kind of alternate. I'm gonna give you one game. You're gonna give me the other. Okay. Um. So we'll start off with Notre Dame USC. I will kind of get your you your your kind of final thoughts on that, and we'll then we'll move on. So that way we can we don't have to skip a recap because that would be two weeks in a row that we've skipped a recap. Uh, but that way we don't have to skip a recap, but also we can get really talking into about this week's games. Absolutely. So uh, I'll give you the first one. Notre Dame versus USC. Notre Dame comes out on top, forty-eight to twenty. Some fast thoughts for uh, fast for food thoughts for Notre Dame versus USC. Uh, Caleb Williams did not impress. Uh, Twenty-three for thirty-seven, one ninety-nine, one touchdown, three interceptions. Um, Notre Dame's offense looks as potent as ever. Their defense was able to hold arguably one of the better offenses in the country. Not arguably one of the better offenses in the country to twenty points. Um, and all that, yeah, no, good win for um, the Fighting Irish and Marcus Freeman. Sweet, awesome. Moving on, um, thoughts on Washington's 36-33 win over Oregon. Um, Washington should be the number one team in the country. I think they play in and they play week in and week out ten times better. No, I wouldn't say ten times better, but they play they play better than Georgia does week in and week out. One hundred percent. Michael Penix Jr. top is is the top of my Heisman race right now. Did you see the clip? And I know this is a tangent. Did you see the clip of Michael Penix Jr. freestyling on the bench in the fourth quarter in the biggest game of his life? No, I did not see that. He was literally freestyling about Washington coming back and winning. Well, we'll have to we'll have to watch that after this. Um, Oregon, though, also a legit team. Yeah, uh, the entire Pac-12 looks legit. I think the only fraud is USC. Yes, um, and possibly Utah. 
But mostly Maybe. the only fraud for me is USC. Washington looks legit. Oregon looks legit. Washington, to me, is a playoff contender, should be the number one team in the nation right now, and they won't give it to them because they have a Pac-12 logo on their yep. chest and not an SEC or Big Ten. Unfortunately. Um Oregon showed a lot of fight in this game. They were down big for a while. Um, it was kind of close by the time we get to the th- third quarter. Uh, but Washington rallies back to beat Oregon after Oregon retakes the lead. And, yeah, no, Washington is for real. Michael Penix Jr. is for real. Oregon is for real. Bo Nix is for real. I'd say both Kalen DeBoer and Dalen. Just game of the year, possible game 100%. of the year here. Possible game of the year here. Um, All right, next up is Tennessee versus Texas A&M, a game that you and I both lost. Unfortunately. Um, No, Tennessee righted the ship this week, I think is the best way to say it. Um, Tennessee's 5-1, 2-1 in conference. They beat down the Aggies 20-13. Close game, close-ish game, I guess, would be the best way to say it. It was 14-13 for a majority of the game, and then Tennessee kicked two field goals um, in the fourth quarter to establish that 20-point lead. Or, uh, excuse me, that 20-point. Yeah, they scored 20. Um, Joe Milton looked legit, 11 for 22, 100 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. Not the best. Still a lot of questions about him. I think at this point it's fair to say he's no Hendon Hooker. Um, But I will say Tennessee's offense did look a little bit uninspired out there. Um, Gives me a lot of questions coming into this week because we all know it's the third Saturday in October. Yep. Uh, moving on from Tennessee, Texas A&M to an ACC matchup, uh, UNC-Miami. A lot of questions on Miami side. A lot of concern for Miami. They did take some big shots. I thought they played a little bit more cautious in this game. They did not. However, they've got to get a lot of things figured out yep. for Miami. It's only year two for Mario Cristobal, so I wouldn't worry about it. But they are four and two. They did have that bad loss to Georgia Tech. Should have never played. It should have never been that close, but they were. Um, and then with hung with North Carolina there for, for a good bit, but ultimately North Carolina just the more dominant team. They are a top ten team now. Moving on to six and zero, they are uh, top two in the ACC rankings. Is between them and Florida State as of right now. Um, but yeah, Miami, a lot of questions, a lot of concern. Some concern for North Carolina, um, but I think they'll be okay. I think they'll. They they have a pretty decent path to get to the ACC championship game. Um, quarterback duel between Van Dyke and Drake May did not disappoint. However, Van Dyke um, having those two ugly interceptions, especially the uh, third or the second one to set up Devontae Walker's third receiving touchdown for the day, um, yeah, it killed him. Um, they had a shot to win this game as late as the third quarter, and then they dropped the ball. Yep. Uh, moving on for more fast thoughts, UCLA versus my Pac-12 champions, the Oregon State Beavers. Go 36, Beavers. 36-24, Oregon State pulls out a win. A good game for DJ Uyangale. Bad game for Dante Moore. Terrible game for Dante Moore. 14 for 33, 165, one touchdown, three interceptions. Um, That being said, the three-interception performance from him didn't necessarily cost them – well, no, it cost them the victory, 
but UCLA was able to hang tough and keep it a competitive ball game up until the closing whistle. I really love how the two teams that started the demise of the Pac-12 are the ones that, yes, they are ranked, but they are also suffering. They should not be. Yes. Um, they, they don't have the defense nor the capabilities to keep up. They are ranked. Yes, I know that. They do. UCLA is 4-2. and two. USC is 6-1. and one. Yes, I know that. However, those aren't pretty wins for either of them. A win is no. a win. I'll give them that. A win is a win, but they are struggling. For me, your top three in the Pac-12 should be Washington, Oregon State, and Oregon at this point. Fair Any enough. other ranking, you're wrong. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, moving on to a Big 12 matchup, uh, K-State, Texas Tech. K-State wins 38-21. What are your thoughts? Um, you don't need to throw the ball if you're K-State. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Will Howard was 6 for 9 for 86 yards. Um, you don't need to throw the ball if you're K-State. You can rely on that O-line. You can rely on the defense. And that running attack is just brutal. Uh, Kansas State kind of has, kind of, I think, right in uh, – righted the ship this week. Uh, Texas Tech, uh, once again, kind of fallen off here for a little bit. They lose Kansas State 38-21. Texas Tech, man, I just don't know. I don't know what's going on with them. I think part of it is is the fact that they lost uh, in the West Virginia game. They lost their starting quarterback, but one touchdown and three interceptions. It's not great. It's not great. Taj Brooks only had, had was just right under uh, 100 yards, but that was for 17 carries and a touchdown. Uh, Treshawn Ward, though, for K-State was 15 carries, 118 yards. Yeah, Personally, but I, I'm sorry, I've got to interject here again. Um, Avery Johnson in this game, 13 carries, 90 yards, five touchdowns on the ground. The backup freshman quarterback had five rushing touchdowns. Good night. That is terrifying. Like I said, if you're K-State, you don't need just run the ball. Run, Just run. Run the dang ball. Yeah. Run, Kansas State, run. Well, that's our recap. We have two more games to cover. We'll take a little bit longer on these. Not a whole lot longer because we do have a preview episode. I want to take longer. This you don't, want to, you don't want to take longer. Um, Owen, after, well, no, during the whole rental car, rental car debacle at MSY, uh, Louis Armstrong International Airport. Um, it makes no sense why it's called MSY. You're asking me. Um, I watched you sob. I, I fully, I fully watched you die on the inside and you saw, collapse you saw to the curb. Like two different, like swing from one side of the pendulum to the other in this game. You know the uh, Chargers meme that's going around, where yeah, no, that was that was the fully industry you. fan. Yes, you are not an industry fan. That's not what I'm calling. That's yeah, not no, what I'm. No, calling I know which the but, reactions. Yeah, um, painful one, very very painful one. I am so sorry. I am so so sorry. West Virginia loses to Houston. <laughs> West Virginia loses to Houston, 41-39, off of a literal last-second field goal. Cole, all that could go through my mind on those last seconds of this game was when Tennessee – Last-second touchdown. Last-second touchdown. um, Last-second Hail Mary. All that could go through my mind when that last last play was snapped, when the ball was snapped, all that could go through my mind was Tennessee-Georgia – 
2016. Yep. And boy, did it happen. Mm-hmm. All we had to do was bat the ball down. You don't have to intercept it. You gain nothing from an interception. Just bat the ball down. Um, shout out Hudson Clement. 50 and Garrett yard. Green. And Garrett Green. Although Garrett Green did kind burst. of cost you the game, but yeah. not really. Without that penalty, who knows? Yeah. Um, I hate it for you. I really do. I am so sorry. Just the look on Dana Holgerson's face when we scored that last touchdown was amazing. He was so upset. He'd taken his head off, head, headset off and everything, and he was like, I'm done, and it's over. And we had 12 seconds left. And it's like, what harm can do happen in 12 seconds? A lot. A 49-yard touchdown pass. A lot. As Jay says in Booth, oh, the harm. Oh, the harm. So much harm was done. <sighs> Speaking of harm, there was – much harm done to a brand of Tigers in uh, Death Valley on Saturday night. Um, not the LSU Tigers, though, baby. <laughs> uh, LSU pulled out the win by 30. Uh, Auburn never stood a chance. We scored 17 in the first quarter uh, and then just rolled from there. Um, Jane Daniels is a bad man. He had, I want to say he had three touchdowns. Yeah, he had three touchdowns. 20 for 27. 325 yards passing, three touchdowns, and a lone interception. The interception killed me. It fully killed me because I was like, oh, God, they're going to use this to get back in the game. And I think they scored off of the pick as well, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, Logan Diggs came to play. 18 carries, 97 yards for a touchdown. Really, I think my only big takeaway from this game – Jane Daniels needs to be in a lot more people's Heisman conversation because without Agreed. that caliber of quarterback in this game, we would have lost. Um, and thank you, defense, for finally showing up in a game. Good Lord Almighty. It's about time. Um, holding Auburn's very productive offense to 18 points, awesome. Uh, LSU led 20 to 7 at half. They gave up a little bit more in the second quarter, but hey, or in the uh, second half, but wins a win. Um, go Tigers. I mean, go this Tigers. was a team win. It was an amazing atmosphere in Death Valley. And uh, yeah, if LSU played on Sundays, I would have watched back to back games of this team. It was so awesome. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers, dude. All right. And what would usually take us 45 minutes to an hour on Sunday, we just wrapped up in 15 minutes. Hey, sub-15, baby. Sub-15. Now, let's look ahead to week eight, which is this week, and uh, some marquee matchups that we have for this week. Big noon kickoff will be here for this win. The Penn State Nittany Lions travel to Columbus, Ohio to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, right now, ESPN is giving Ohio State the edge with a 63% chance of winning. Uh, the line is uh, is uh, Ohio State 4.5 with the over-under being 45.5. They could definitely hit the over-under, and I think they got the line right there. Although I do think uh, Penn State comes out on top in this uh, one. I will say they hit the under on this one. Really? I think they hit the under. Okay. Not by much. I think maybe by five points they hit the under. Um, but I, 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 say, I say the under. 
Well, I think you understand why I'm saying they hit the over when you look at Drew Aller and uh, Kevin McCord. Um, Drew Aller is 118 for 181, 1,254 yards passing, and 12 touchdowns on the season. Kyle not a single McCord, interception. Not a single interception. Uh, Kyle McCord, however, 109, yeah, 109 for 170, 1,651 yards passing, 11 touchdowns, and one interception. Um, obviously, Ohio State is running through Kyle McCord and Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, I don't see a reason why they don't hit the over in this game. I, I know we don't really talk a whole lot about sports bets, um, but yeah, no. Both of these offenses are explosive. Uh, Penn State's defense edges out Ohio State, uh, so that's the only reason why I'm going with the Lions in this game. Uh, I I also agree. I th- I will go with the Lions in this one. Oh, I look at us. Look at us. Look look, look at us. Um, I agree with you. I um. Sorry, we're sending each other our picks so that way we can uh, keep track of win loss records and everything like that. Yeah. Um. No, I think. I think Ohio State is a little bit more battle tested than Penn State is, but I think that defense speaks for itself. I think Penn, the defense speaks for itself. Penn State also, uh, Ohio State does not. Yes, they're putting up three hundred yards passing and one hundred thirty-five yards rushing, but to me, just watching them, it doesn't feel like they're putting up no. that much. Like it feels like a, I say a struggle, but it doesn't feel like they're putting they're putting up that much. I, I think Penn State is for real. I think they're gonna. I think it. I think it is gonna go Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State right now. I think that is how uh, you should view these two, these those top three teams in the East. Uh, really, top three teams in the Big Ten. <laughs> but give me the Nittany Lions. I think Drew Aller. Drew Aller is 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 doing really really good things. And we have not seen that running game explode yet with Nick Singleton. And it 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 should. And I would imagine that it will. Uh, I, I will imagine. I, I would imagine that it, it could explode this weekend in the shoe. Absolutely. Um, Singleton on the season is actually not Penn State's leading rusher. Katron Allen, the sophomore, has 78 carries for 375 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Um, but Nick Singleton is right behind him in these stats. There's no reason. He was a Heisman candidate last year. There's no reason for him not to uh, get some of that explosiveness that we saw um, last season. Yep. Moving on. Owen, um, let's see. Saturday's in October. There's, we've already had one. There's one. What? We, I, we had two. Yeah. Last Saturday. What? Um, hey, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's – it's the third Saturday in October. Yeah. That can only mean one thing. The Tennessee Volunteers take on the Alabama Crimson Tide in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Both teams have one loss. Tennessee is looking a little rough in conference, 2-1. and one. Uh, Bama is 4-0 and oh in conference. Last may I may we remind you last year this was the first time Tennessee had beaten Alabama since two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. 
uh, with good reason. Uh, the team last year in Tennessee was absolutely incredible. Uh, Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt. I mean, that Tennessee defense was insane. Um, Alabama is heavily favored going into this game. No surprise there. Alabama is favored by nine. The over-under is 48.5, and ESPN has Alabama winning 76.5%. Joe Milton, Jalen Milrow. Uh, 112 for 182, 1,284 yards passing, 10 touchdowns, four interceptions for uh, Joe Milton. Uh, uh, Jalen Milrow is 85 for 132, 1,397 yards passing, 11 touchdowns, four interceptions. Um, Tennessee does not like to run the ball this year. They are ineffective in the red zone as far as I say that, but they also have more average rushing yards than they do passing yards. Um, Tennessee likes to run the ball. They just can't run it in the red zone. And I think this week against Bama, I'm not going to pick Alabama. I, I cannot pick Alabama. I would, no, I would lose all credibility as an Alabama hater if I pick them. This is going to be a good game. This is also going to be a close game. However, go Vols. Um, I agree with you on this one. This is going to be on the shoulders of the Tennessee defensive front and the Tennessee offensive line. Yep. Uh, Alabama's offensive line has not been great this year. We've seen that as one of the bigger weaknesses on this team. Um, they don't have a stud at quarterback, which Tennessee does not either. I mean, they I say they don't have a stud. They don't have a Bryce Young and a Hendon Hooker yeah, like no. they did last year. No. Okay. Um, however, I don't think it's going to be a 52-48 to 48 type of game. It's going to be a 35-28 to 28 type of game, maybe a 28-17 to 28 to 17 type of game, yeah, I think. It, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but I, I think this, this – falls to Tennessee, and I think the reason it does is because Tennessee will be able to run the ball when they want to, not when they need to. And I think that because Alabama's offensive line is so badly beaten up and just has a rough time against any defensive front, I think that this is where it comes to show and they get their second loss of the season, their first conference loss of the year. Uh, Give me the Vols. Again, that O-line is – Jalen Milton can run, he can move with his feet, but eventually you get tired. Yep. And I think that defensive front is just going to be a lot for Alabama to handle. You know who, uh, just kind of an interesting little tidbit to throw out here, you know who uh, the University of Alabama plays next outside of this game? Let's see, There's they've played Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. They've played Arkansas. Uh, yeah. They've played Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. They will play Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I'm missing one. There's a... Is that some spice I'm smelling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that it smells like a, a lot of Cajun food there? A lot of Cajun cooking. No, it's just your indigestion from the past oh, weekend. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's LSU. Come it's on, LSU. Now. Go Tigers! Bama hate week coming up, baby. You know, you got to travel to Bryant, Denny. Uh, we'll see. Um. Yeah, it's going to be... You say mm. we'll see, like they're not going to travel? No, they're going to travel. I'm just saying we'll see. It's going to be... We'll see about this weekend and how I'm feeling after this game. Uh, Moving on from Alabama-Tennessee, unless you had anything else you wanted to say, um, going to an ACC matchup here. Um, The Duke Blue Devils, the 5-1 and 
Duke Blue Devils. Undefeated in conference play. Take on the number four in the nation, Florida State Seminoles. 6-0, 4-0 in conference. One of those uh, six wins there happened against my LSU Tigers. Woo-hoo. Uh, it's okay. Um, Duke can run the ball. Florida State can pass the ball. <coughs> Excuse me. Jordan Waters for the Blue Devils, 65 carries, 426 yards, and nine touchdowns on the season. Um, Riley Leonard for the Blue Devils, 912 yards on the season, three touchdowns, and one interception. Ooh, a little concerning there. Jordan Travis for Florida State, 1,482 yards passing, 13 touchdowns, and one interception for a QBR of 82.7 on the season, the 11th best quarterback in the nation. Uh, Florida State can run the ball as well. Trey Benson has 65 carries for 463 yards rushing, six touchdowns on the season. Um, Florida State has a very productive offense, giving up a lot of yards defensively, though. 362 yards given up to 449 yards earned. Uh, Duke is looking about the same percentage-wise, 388 total yards, 298 yards allowed. So Duke's defense is better. However, that offense is not nearly as productive as Florida State. This is... In Tallahassee, Florida State is favored by 14 and a half and 80% on ESPN's matchup predictor. Um, looking at their you know, previous uh, wins, Dukes beat NC State 24 to 3. They lost to Notre Dame 21 to 14, beat down UConn 41 to 7, beat Beat Northwestern um, 38 to 14, and then oh, beat Lafayette 42 uh, to 7. Wait, say that again. Uh, Lafayette. It's not Lafayette. Oh, interesting. Lafayette is UL Lafayette. Interesting. Okay. Um, Florida State beat Syracuse 41 to 3. Beat Virginia Tech 39 to 17. Woo, big deal. Uh, beat Clemson 31 to 24 in overtime. Beat Boston College 31 to 29, and then beat down the poor Southern Miss Golden Eagles 66 to 13. We don't need to talk about the first game of the season. Um, <clears throat> LSU played Florida State. LSU lost to Florida State. Big time. Give me Florida State. Um, it's something interesting I should note here is Mike Elko, uh, Riley Leonard was injured for a couple weeks. Uh, given an update on his injury, Mike Elko had this to say. He says, I've said, to the, I've said this to everybody, we will not put him in a position to put that ankle at risk, but I do think there is a chance we're able to get him back healthy on Saturday and able to be playing at the level he's capable of playing. Okay, so that's a, that's, that's, that's a little bit of good news for you Blue Devil fans. Um with the uncertainty with Riley Leonard, I don't know if he'll be 100%. No one could ever know, unless you're Riley Leonard, how that ankle is feeling. Um, Florida State is on a roll, man. Oh, yeah. However, 
Duke has that shock factor to him. And when I mean shock factor, I mean beating Clemson 28-7. to um, that, That's the type of shock factor they have. I think the shock factor as well is they're going 5-1 and one Yeah, as well. Uh, their only loss being to Notre Dame, which, uh, by the way, was by one score, and they were beating Notre Dame for a good bit of the game. I think that Duke gives Florida State the biggest run for their money so far. I think it's going to be a one-score game. Um, well, Clemson gave Florida State a pretty good run for their money. I think that Duke will give Florida State a pretty good run for their money. Um, I would love to see Duke win this game, but I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the Seminoles. Yeah. Blow, blow, Seminole win. Um. Moving on to our uh, quote-unquote Pac-12 matchup, uh, Utah, the five and one, two and one in conference. Utes take on the six and one, four and zero oh in conference. Number eighteen in the nation, USC Trojans. Utah is ranked fourteenth. You hate to see the kind of loss that USC took this past weekend. Um, dropping a big loss to Notre Dame, 48-20. to 20. Utah's only loss on the season is to your Pac-12 champions, the Oregon State Beavers. Go Beavs. Go Beavs. Uh, this is in Los Angeles, California. In the Memorial Coliseum, USC is favored by seven, uh, and ESPN has USC uh, winning 69.5 to 30.5. Cam Rising is probably not going to show up this season. Probably not. At this point. So that means that Nate Johnson is filling in full time. Uh, So far... They have done a good combination of Nate Johnson and Bryson Barnes. However, um, this Utah team is not nearly as potent as what it, as what it was last year, and I think that's that's just a fact. Um, and that's just a fact of life. Yeah. Nate Johnson has 499 yards passing and three touchdowns. The freshman out of Clovis, California. Um. Honestly, he's not looking bad, but Utah needs some of that explosiveness. Caleb Williams is on a tear this season. It wasn't good enough to get him the win last week. However, the fact is Caleb Williams has thrown for 142 completions to 203 attempts, 2,021 yards passing, 23 touchdowns, and four interceptions. Um. USC is LA. There is there is nothing like USC in LA. Um, you have arguably the nation's best quarterback going up against a kind of mediocre Utah team. Um, that Utah defense, especially that secondary, has shown that it is very very vulnerable. Um, they're giving up right at 211 pass yards a game. However, USC and that good old-fashioned Lincoln-Riley defense is really showing. Um, USC is giving up 397 yards a game, but they're producing right at 500. So, honestly, 
Um, I think that USC does not. I think USC rebounds this week against Utah and gains a little bit more momentum, so that way they can start, um, you know, five and zero in conference. Uh, give me the Trojans. Um, I'm gonna take. You're gonna take the Trojans. I disagree with you on this one. Okay. Fair. I'm gonna take Utah solely because Utah has a defense, has a actual living, breathing defense. One hundred percent. Rather than the skeleton that is USC's defense. I don't believe in USC. Yeah, they had great offense last year. Their offense looks okay this year. I mean, it is a Lincoln Riley offense. But other than that, what can you say about USC? They're not good on special teams. They're not good on defense. Uh, Alex Grinch can't get it together to save his life either at Oklahoma or at USC, and that's going to be the death possibly if Lincoln Riley doesn't make a change soon. That could possibly be the death of Lincoln Riley's coaching career in the long run is the fact that he never brings a defense with him. No, And that's how you lose games because – Offense wins games. Defense, defense does wins what? Championships. Defense wins championships. Okay? If you never have a defense, good luck even trying to win. Getting to the championship game. The conference championship oh, game. no. We all saw what happened in uh, the late tenure of Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. Well, we he, saw what happened last year at the Pac-12 championship game. Their defense could not tackle. So, so Utah comes all the way back to beat USC. Knocks USC out of playoff contention. And then, oh, by the way, we saw it again in the bowl game because Tulane beat USC in the final minutes of the game because, again, their defense was non-existent. Nope. Give me Utah. Yes, I feel comfortable with a Utah with two backup quarterbacks than I do with a UC, than I do with USC defensive starters. Fair enough. Agree to disagree. I think Caleb Williams is going to tear up Utah this week. I think he could tear up Utah as well, but but two back quarterbacks yeah. is going to tear up the USC defense. Okay. Um, moving on to another ACC matchup. Uh, how all of a sudden the ACC is hyper competitive is beyond me. Miami. The, the four and two Miami. Clemson Tigers. They wish they were LSU. Takes on the four and two Miami Hurricanes. Don't They're they have the only... same number of losses as you guys. Clemson is two and two in conference. Miami is zero and two in conference. Clemson is favored fifty two point two to Miami's forty seven point eight. This is in Hard Rock Stadium. Clemson is also favored on the money line by three. The over under is forty eight point five. Kate Klubnick, Tyler Van Dyke. Cade Klubnick, uh, 137 for 210, 1,370 yards passing, 11 touchdowns, two interceptions. Tyler Van Dyke, 129 for 183, 1,721 yards passing, 16 touchdowns, and six interceptions. That U offense is rolling. They're putting up 501 yards a game, 310 of that through the air, 191 on the ground. However... Clemson is a step behind them at 437, 249 to 188 uh, yards passing, yards rushing, respectively. And Clemson is only giving up 261 yards a game, 175 through the air and 86 on the ground. Um, The U in their last five is coming off of back-to-back losses, the heartbreaking loss against Georgia Tech. And the, albeit fair, 
lost against Drake May and the UNC Tar Heels. Uh, Clemson, they had that close loss to Florida State uh, a couple weeks back, 31-24 to in overtime. Turned around, beat Syracuse 31-14, and then had kind of a shootout with uh, Wake Forest 17-12. Um, both of these teams have beaten ranked opponents. Both of these teams have came close against ranked opponents. Both of these teams have an ugly, ugly loss on their schedule. Um, I think that Clemson's offense is a little bit more productive than Miami. However, I think that Clemson is a faker. Um, Their only win so far this season has been against far less vaunted opponents, I think is the best way to say that. Um, Miami's hung tough with Texas A&M. They've beaten, um, yeah, they beat soundly Temple, Bethune Cook. Like, they've beaten everyone they're supposed to beat with the exception of Georgia Tech. I think two straight losses is unacceptable for this program. Three, coaches on the hot seat. Give me the U. Fun fact. Miami has not beaten Clemson at home since 1956. Mm. Granted, Clemson in Death Valley, or no, 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 in 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 both the Orange Bowl and the uh, and Hard, Hard Rock. Rock Stadium. Oh pa- Lord! Part of that is too. Miami used to be part of the Big East, so mm-hmm. there were there was a time when Miami. I know it sounds crazy, but as I'm doing doing it in my head, there was a time when Miami and Clemson did not play annually. So that stat would be much more impressive if they played annually, but Miami has been part of the has been part of the ACC since I think two thousand three, two thousand four. Okay, so twenty years. Still impressive that in those span of twenty years, you have not been able to beat that Clemson has beaten Miami. Both uh, Clemson has beaten Miami on the road. Um, Miami are fakers to me. Clemson are fakers to you. I and Dabo, I trust. Um, Mm. <laughs> it, uh, mm. I, I, I give give me Clemson. Mm. Uh, they continue. They continue that streak there. Um, oh, buddy, why? <laughs> because because I think Clemson is much more legit than Miami. Miami still going through growing pains with Mario Cristobal. They're still in, se- in the, their second year. It's just going to take a little bit. Okay. Again, Clemson. And no, no, no you, no you. I'm for throwing me. up the you. Nope, no you for me. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, Jay, Jay with the you. Hey, speaking of Jay. And you. M U. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, applause from the booth. It's taking on the thundering turd in Marshall. You're Little welcome. brother. You're welcome. JMU is favored 54.9 to Marshall's 45.1. This is in Huntington, West Virginia. JMU is also favored on the line, and the over-under is 49. JMU is favored by three and a half. We love our Dukes here on the Pandapod. Go Dukes. Go Dukes. Jordan McLeod on the season, 1,432 yards passing, 14 touchdowns to three Interceptions. 
Um, Cam Fancer for the Thundering Herd, 1,506 yards passing, seven touchdowns, and five interceptions. Um, Marshall is more productive on offense, 420 yards a game. JMU is putting up 399 yards a game. JMU is allowing 353 to Marshall's 370. JMU through <laughs> through six games is only allowing 42 rushing yards. <laughs> I, hope, I hope we picked that up. I hope that picked up. <laughs> oh, another applause! Another applause! The boof, the boof is going wild. The boof is going the wild. The boof is running wild over here. On the um, <laughs> honestly, after that, like I, I can't. There's nothing that I can say <laughs> that will match the pure enthusiasm that JTC has for his I JMU. Really hope, I really hope we pick that up so nobody thinks we're just laughing. <laughs> uh, JTC has that dog in him. Jade, come, please, just come do it in the mic. No, come over no, here come and on. do it. Come please. over here. Please. Come on, please. Jay. Just once. Oh. Your dukes are playing. No. No. Come on. You're the one who's going all out. Uh, yeah, no. we are. Yeah. Come on. Well, I tell you what. We'll give you a round of applause if you come in and give us one. Just give us just one. Just give us one. Just come us on. One. Please. Please. Just one. Just one bark. Close enough so the mic can hear it. Here he goes. Here he goes. Here he goes. Let me see. Let me make sure it, let me make sure it picks up here. You got you gotta do it loud. You gotta do it loud and proud. Hold on. Okay. Let me give you the mic here. That was JT Chitwood, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we picked that up. We picked his voice we up. Picked on it up. We picked it up. They know you're real, Jay. <laughs> Jay is not a cryptid on the Panther Pod anymore. I think we did. <laughs> Wait, you're my ride. Um, I mean, honestly, after all that, how can you not pick the Dukes in this game? Obviously, I'm going to pick the Dukes. Over yeah, the go turd. Dukes. Go Dukes. Go Dukes. Overall, JBU is just rolling right now. Marshall's going to take on their third. They're going to take on their third loss. Uh, they lost 41 to 24 to Georgia State. Granted, they are second in the East right now to uh, JMU uh, behind JMU. They did beat Virginia Tech 24-17. Uh, JMU also beat UVA 36-35. JMU, let's let's be honest here. The Commonwealth Bowl, the, the Commonwealth Cup, will not be fought between UVA and Virginia Tech. It will be fought between Liberty and JMU, the yes. premier programs, the premier football programs in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Yes. So. <sighs> Go Dukes. Go Dukes. Give me the Dukes all the way. All day, every day, go Dukes. Our next trip, whether it be this year or next year, our next trip will be Harrisonburg, Harrisonburg Virginia. We do have a, we do have a lot of friends and fam- we do have a lot of friends and family up there in Harrisonburg, so we may stop by to say hello. So, for uh, for those of you who are listening, go Dukes, go Dukes. All right, let's let's just let's just cut to the chase. LSU is playing Army. In Death Valley, 
Um, LSU put out a nice little thing saying, you know, oh, to, to represent Army's heritage in uh, as a football program, we're going to paint uh, our north end zone in uh, camo. Great. Awesome. Fantastic. LSU's favored 96.8 to Army's 3.2%. LSU is also favored by 31 in this game. I could read you all of the stats that I want to, but Owen, come on. Like, I'm, I do not want to waste breath talking about how ineffective the triple option is for the Army Black Knights. They don't have the quarterback talent to do it. They don't have the running back talent to do it. Daily for the uh, for Army, uh, 100 carries, 412 yards, three touchdowns. Cute. Very, very cute. Pretty sure Jaden Daniels has more than that. Um, and he's our quarterback. LSU's putting up 550 yards a game. We're allowing 423 rookie numbers. Got to lower those. But, I mean, come on. Like, blow them out. But here's what I am saying, though, is Army's putting up 339 yards a game. Why LSU. are you even Why are you even arguing this? Army is LSU. putting up – No, no, no. No, no, no. Let me finish that. I'm Let just, me finish I'm that saying, for you. No, you no, no. cannot Thank overlook you. Army. Thank you. I appreciate you that. Th- th- yes. Th- th- you cannot yes. have a trap game because you know right. what? I just had my trap game. You can't have a trap game. You can really not have a trap game when Army's defense is allowing more yards than Army's offense is producing. Okay, you're almost in that same boat, though. You are 400. We have 130 yards between them. Oh, 130. You know who You know who else has 130 yards? 130 yards passing. Army, 196 yards rushing. Okay, you are giving up. 424 yards on offense. They are 424 on defense. Thank you. 124 on defense. They are putting up 339, 340 on offense. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is be careful. Be mindful. Yes, you are looking at Alabama. This can be a trap game. Okay? Mm -hmm. The triple option is not designed to be stopped. Or is designed to not be stopped. Okay, it is. It is designed to constantly keep the ball moving. Army plays the time possession game. Okay. Army is two and four. They are two and four. LSU is five and two. I am just. I am. I. I. I am not the bearer of bad news. I am giving you the forewarning. Right no, no, now. no. I understand and I appreciate that. However, this is an Army team who just lost nineteen to nothing to Troy. Troy's and we know who Troy's quarterback is. We don't know who Troy's quarterback is. I thought is. that was JT. No, that is at, that is at Rice. Oh, good, yep. Hey, hey, hey. Fumble! Yep. Yep. Uh, My bad. No. JT's doing great, by the way, at, at Rice. I wish him all the best. I understand what you are saying. This is a very, very real trap game. However, they might as well have given us two bye weeks in a row. I'm not saying LSU by a million, but I'm also saying LSU by a million. I'm also going to say SU, SU, SLU, SLU, thank you. LSU by a million, by a cool million. By, by, a, cool by million. a very respectable million. I'm not, I would not be surprised if this game was close. It wouldn't surprise me because our defense is that terrible. But last week in Death Valley, 
we saw what the Tiger defense is capable of. 100%. This Army team is not nearly as good as that Auburn team. Do you... I'm just now looking at this, Cole. You have one game in the last five games where you have scored less than 40 points. Yes. And that was Arkansas when you scored 34 points. Everything else, Mississippi State, 41. 41. L, uh, Ole Miss, 49. 49. In a loss. I don't know how 49 point, how you loss. score 49 yep. points and lose a game, but yep. there's that. Uh, that's exactly. a loss, 49. Uh, 49 to Ole Miss, uh, 49 to Mizzou, and then 48 to Auburn. 550 yards a game will do that. No, 100%. Um, but no, I'm yards not, don't win you football games. I understand. Touchdowns, Touchdowns do, and that's well, why Jaden Daniels. Yeah, that's why Jaden Daniels has 22 on the season and only three interceptions. I'm not picking Army. I don't think Army has no, no, a no. chance in this game. I, I understand. Just giving you a forewarning. Anything is possible. I understand. I'm not going to put stakes on this. We've seen crazier things happen. We've we have seen, seen much crazier things happen. We've seen Appalachian State beat Michigan in the big house. Okay? Yes. We've seen much crazier. That being said, there is no reason for me to have to make a case here. No. By any stretch of the imagination, LSU should dog walk Army this week. Absolutely. Should. Absolutely. All right. Owen, the Oklahoma State Cowboys take on the West Virginia Mountaineers in West Virginia's homecoming game. West Virginia is 4-2, and 2-1 two, two and one in conference. Oklahoma State is 4-2, and 2-1 two, two and one in conference. The floor is yours, sir. Um, ESPN currently has West Virginia to peg to win this game with a 61% chance of winning. The line is in favor of the Mountaineers, three and a half, with an over-under of 49 and a half. It is our homecoming game, so I do expect a big crowd for this. Um, if you had asked me by pit week, by backyard brawl week, I would have thought, yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna beat uh, or Texas Tech, TCU, whatever it is. I, I those between those three weeks, yeah, we're gonna beat Oklahoma State, no problem, because Oklahoma State looked terrible, terrible. Well, then all of a sudden, they start catching stride against Kansas State, Kansas. They looked half halfway decent to Iowa State. Um, um, yeah, yeah, th- yeah. I'm a little nervous now. Oklahoma State is now 4-2. and two. They're putting up almost 400 yards on offense, as are we, 380. Okay, passing last week looked better. Garrett Green threw his first interception of the season. He is now six touchdowns for one interception. Okay, hasn't broke 1,000 passing yards, but that's okay. Uh, our defense look, has looked better in the weeks, not last week, but it has looked better. C.J. Donaldson has 414 yards for 103 carries and five touchdowns. Hudson Clement, Hudson Clement is a dog with 12 receptions, 298 yards, and four touchdowns as well. Um, Oklahoma State on offense, if you look at, on paper, they look like they're doing great. If you watch them, it doesn't look so hot. Does not look great. There is a difference between paper stats and watching actu- the actual game. Oklahoma State doesn't look hot on 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 film. However, for Alan Bowman, uh, he is a hundred for one hundred and seventy six 
over 1,000 yards, four touchdowns, and three interceptions. So he's putting the ball in a little bit more harm's way. They don't trust him to throw it as much. Okay. Uh, however, running the ball is really where uh, Oklahoma State is is thriving. Ollie Gordon has 87 carries for 534 yards and four touchdowns. Just to, just to give you an idea of the running game here, Ollie Gordon has 87 carries for 534 touchdowns or 500 534 yards. 534 yards. Fumble! Yes. Uh, he has 87 Not as carries. bad as when I said J.G. Daniels went to, you know, Troy, but yep. whatever. Uh, 87 carries for 534 yards. C.J. Donaldson has 100 carries for over 100 less yep. yards, 414 yards. Oof. Oof. Um, I think... It's homecoming game. It's going to be a packed house. Don Nealon is getting memorialized. No, I'm sorry. That's Cincinnati. Pardon me. That is a fumble. That is a Cole. big fumble. Cole. Fumble. Thank you. Uh, it is It is homecoming game. I look for some of the stars to be out in Morgantown. It is a um, – is that is 3.30? Is a 3.30 game. Very cool. Uh, I enjoy 3.30 games. Most people hate 3.30 games. I rather enjoy 3.30 games. Night games for me. I I mean, I enjoy night games too, but I, I it makes me wait all day. I, I really do enjoy a noon to 3.30 game. Fair enough. You're old. Uh, I am old. I am old. Um, I don't... I hate watching a game. I hate... I, I hate wa- not watching a game. I hate waiting all day to watch a game. I understand. Unless I'm there. Yeah. That's different. Anyways, back back to topic. Uh, Oklahoma State is giving up almost 400 yards on offense or on defense. They're giving up almost 400 yards on defense and then 345 yards allowed. Uh, they're, they're, they're allowing, excuse me, West Virginia is giving up 345 yards on defense as well. Uh, again, got to look better against Houston. They, they, should, they should have they should have beat Houston. No problem. No questions yeah. asked. Uh, but didn't anyway. So I think this is a bounce back game. Season very much intact. Yes, two and one in conference, four and two um, conference championship game. One hundred percent still in our sights. Uh, if we go ten and two, I will be ecstatic. I will jump for joy, literally. Um, if we go ten and two, but uh, yeah, uh, West Virginia homecoming game, big crowd on hand, I, I would imagine. So I want I want to know how how if we've sold out this game. I wonder how I figure that out. Um I'll figure that out soon. Uh but yeah, that's that's my spiel here. Garrett Green looks better. He looks more comfortable throwing the ball. Our receivers are kind of getting into a little bit of a groove. Cole. Um I think the thing you said the most about this game as far as any kind of reason to pick the Cowboys in this game, um, Oklahoma State looks good on paper. On the field, they are sloppy. Um, I think West Virginia's defense is going to capitalize on that. This being in Morgantown, it's your homecoming game. Give me the ears. Go, go ears. Go ears. Thank you. We got a go ears from DeBoof. That's the first time I ever heard him say go ears. I could um, cry. Looking ahead at your schedule, speaking of 10-2 and two here for a second. Okay. Win against Oklahoma State, no issues there. Win against UCF at UCF, should be a close it's game. It's a noon game. But UC- should be a good game. 
going are hosting BYU in Morgantown should be no issues, and then you travel to Oklahoma. Um, I think ten and two is very doable. However, I think ten and two would have been more doable if you would have beaten Houston. Agree. Um, that being said, nine and three, ten and two. Very, Either way, very, I'm jumping for joy. Yeah, very good. Either I have not seen just just to remind you in our good year when we were possibly went to the to the national championship with Will Greer and David Seals, we went eight and four that year. I have not seen a nine win West Virginia team since 2016. Hmm. That's pain. That is pain. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But knock on wood, you'll see one this season. Too many knocks. Too many knocks. Too many knocks. Um, but yeah. No. Uh, give me go ears. Go give ears. Me ears in this game. No questions whatsoever. I think West Virginia's defense is going to eat. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. Appreciate that. Um, for that. Though that is going to wrap up this session of the Panther Pod. Uh, for that, I'm Owen Spanik. My name's Cole Connor. In the booth, JT Chitwood. Oh, oh, uh, JTC. Uh, but thank you all for listening to the Panther Pod. <laughs>